All right, once more for levels. Uh, like world one one. Uh, are we start? Or do we have well, a checkpoint? What what is your favorite level? I guess. Um, I, mean, I live on the sixth floor, so I guess the sixth level. Heard. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that sits you down and says, hey, you can use this advantage to make alliances with people in the future, to decide what's going to happen in this other tribe. Nah, just give it to someone who's already safe. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared. That might be your longest intro bit thus far. I can keep going. No. Okay. <laughs> Infinite bit. The, the bit is just the episode. Yes, that's true. I this whole this whole podcast is the bit, Jared. That's true. I had somebody in my life ask me recently, like, how many episodes have you guys done? And I was like, I honestly don't know because we mark it by seasons. But I was like, well, there's like 15 or so episodes a season. We do a bonus. So we did the math, and it was like 140. If that was the case, I was like, yeah, all right, that sounds about right. You know you can just go on like a podcast app and look at our podcast and it tells you, right? I did not know that. <laughs> so if I, I scroll down to you would the be... bottom here, we are at 117 episodes. Well, okay, so my math was a little off. I think I overestimated how many episodes of Survivor are in a season, probably. You would be shocked at the things I don't know, Stephen. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I think you're very knowledgeable person the thing with adhd is i don't know i don't think of things like that but i can tell you really useless trivia about various points in history and or the fantasy warhammer universe (laughs) i know nothing about fantasy warhammer that's fine but i do know things about history but that's just because it's cool how was your thanksgiving steven it was not bad it was a lot of travel i i felt bad because we got like I got two or three days off before having to get home, mm-hmm. so we got to Minnesota, spent a little bit of time with Michaela's family, spent a little bit of time with my family. We were all passing ships in the wind, and it was kind of a bummer, but I don't know. Nice to see people, knowing that I won't get the chance to get home for the the December holidays, so sure, now is the point. time to do it. Okay. Yeah, how about you? It was fine. I, Thanksgiving's like a, a good holiday for my extended family. It just that's kind of the everyone does like their nuclear Christmases, and then they try to have like. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, no Christmas goes hard. It's fully you know we just it's it's glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're of that generation, like you know radium glassware and all mm. that. <laughs> no, but they have like their nuclear family Christmases, and so like the extended family does Thanksgiving together and. I don't know it's nice it's not that it's like a short little drive so i do it the morning of it's peaceful have some coffee watch the lions get the shit kicked out of them yay get to see my a little... thanksgiving tradition <laughs> a thanksgiving tradition <laughs> there there was a bit going around before the game like a few days before the game of like the lions are zero and 12 when the moon is like waxing whatever so now it was a waxing gibbon. Yeah, it's something gibbous or something like that. Yeah. Gibbon is a bird. Well, that's what I'm going with. All right. Um, one of so now the bit in the uh, Detroit Lions subreddit, which is not a great subreddit, it's kind of turned into a cesspool of negativity <laughs> f- for years. Used to be great. Anyway, 
the running bit there is now like people hate the moon. <laughs> Which I do that I do like that. You're gonna fight the moon. Oh, I'll fight the moon. <laughs> There's a, a TikToker I really like who has been on a campaign to nuke the moon for years. I She just hates the moon. I know it's a bit and I know that it's intended to be funny. But man, there's a part of me that realizes that all the internet people are, there's a little bit of them that's serious, and I'm a little bit concerned for that. I think America had plans to nuke the moon at some point. Why? We did weird things or had weird ideas of what we should be doing with nukes. The fuck would that help us for? It would make things worse. There was a point where we were considering using nuclear bombs, like small payload nuclear bombs, for mining. (laughs) Well... That would have been a problem. Yeah. Probably is. I mean, other countries have tested nuclear bombs into the earth. Sure. Uh, yeah. Not a good idea. If it's deep enough, it's not that big of a deal. Sure. You know what is a big deal? Nice. Emails. You can email us, SurvivorTBT at gmail.com, or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. We got one email. We're a, we're a little ahead of... Bleh. Wow. I, can't, I can't talk yet this morning. It's... 1230. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. It's a holiday weekend. Yeah. We've done a lot of traveling. It, we're a little ahead of the game because of how schedules have been yeah. with the holidays and Jared going out of town here. So we're just we're getting ahead of this and we want to make sure you guys have episodes. So emails are going to be a little short and then I know we're going to have a huge wave of emails later. Yeah. But I appreciate you all for listening and sending them in. We have one response from our bonus episode from Josh. Josh sent in a list of bad games. Bad games I've actually played mostly were just in collections with good games. So, Resident Evil Six. Yes. Have you played that game? Very little. Okay. But I know I know it's one of the worst ones in the Resident Evil franchise. Siphon Filter Three. Never heard of it. I have never heard of that either. Devil May Cry Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's the infamously bad one. Yay! That game almost killed the franchise. <laughs> Was it deserved? Oh yeah, it's that bad. Oh, like no. it is to the point where like people, when people go back to, like to play the Devil May Cry games because like five was really popular, people will just be like, no, skip two, <laughs> don't play it, just don't do it. It's not worth your time. Okay, well I'm glad I I learned a thing or two there. And Survivor does retain the right to your likeness for when you are on the show. I've seen a couple contestants who are featured in this game use their avatar when playing. I don't know if you can pirate it, but if possible, a future episode you could try Survivor Game that came out around 2002. Ooh. Oh, is this... You know what? I think I've heard of this before, like, for Windows PC. Really? Yeah. But, like, very vaguely. Survivor Video Game 2002. I I think Brutal Moose or an old YouTuber I used to watch covered it at one point. (laughs) Survivor, the interactive game. Yep. Oh, that sounds bad. It, it is on PC, released November 12th, 2001. Gameplay consists of choosing survivor skills, fishing, cooking, etc., forming alliances, developing relationships with other tribe members, and voting off competitors at tribal council. I would put money down. It is better than the one we played. GameSpot gave the game a terrible score of 2.0 out of 10, saying, If you're harboring even a tiny urge to buy this game, please listen very carefully to this advice. Don't do it. 
That sounds like our bonus episode. Oh, dear Lord. Of the other Survivor game. Okay. Well, thank you, Josh, for sending in that loaded piece of information that we're about to find out later. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Jared? <laughs> thank you, Josh, for that future torment. Yay. <laughs> I, I say this as if I didn't know that we're going to do it and we're going to laugh our ass off at it. Yeah. But we'll be frustrating in in the meantime. I hope it's more entertaining than Outcast Island. It probably will be just because of how dated it will be. Yeah. Bumper. All right. So this episode came out on October 1st of 2004. A pretty boring week between episodes, to be perfectly honest. I had to kind of dig for anything. So the one I got is... The first images of a live giant squid in its natural habitat are taken 600 miles south of Tokyo. Squid. Squid. <laughs> I, the ocean terrifies me. As you should, especially that depth. Like, giant squids are scary. Well, here's the thing. Giant squids are huge. Yeah. And we didn't see a live one, like, in the world yeah, the only outside reason- of captivity until 2004. The only reason we knew that they existed is because they died and washed up on shore. And they're like, they don't go that deep. So, what other horrors are down there? So many, Jared. I, I know it's a joke, but like, NASA started studying the ocean first, and then they went, no, fuck that. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. <laughs> to the moon. Get out. We've we come- don't even know how eels breed. What? We don't? No. Are you sure? Well, yes. We have eels in captivity. They don't breed in captivity. Oh, okay. They go, they all go to like one spot in the world, but we don't under, we can't get there and we don't, we don't know how they do it. <laughs> so, so we know where they're going, but we can't figure it out. So Jared... Here's your time to put on the tinfoil hat. What's your conspiracy theory here? What do they do there? I, it's none of my business. <laughs> that's, that's my input on it. Okay. I, I'm okay. I'll accept that. The top five movies of the week <laughs> were Mr. 3000. I do want to give a special shout out though. Shaun of the Dead at number 6. Oh wow. I love Shaun of the Dead and I think it is criminally underrated. It it is a good game. I think that's Edgar Wright. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's the beginning of the trilogy he did of that Hot Fuzz and oh, what's the third one? I think it's The World Ends With You or something like that. No, that's a video game. Uh The World's End, I think. That's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. D- no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to okay, look great. this up. So Mr. 3000, Sky Captain and The World of Tomorrow. The Forgotten, Ladder 49, which I'm not familiar with, but the one we're talking about today, Stephen, is Shark Tale. (laughs) Do you remember Shark Tale? I do remember Shark Tale, and this is post-Finding Nemo, correct? Like, this is DreamWorks' answer to Finding Nemo. I'm pretty sure. Is my guess. So, for those of you that don't know Shark Tale... uh, Honestly, just turn off this podcast now and live in your ignorance, but I'm going to give a synopsis anyway. Underachiever Oscar, Will Smith, is a pint-sized fish with grand aspirations when mob-connected great white shark Frankie, Michael Imperioli, is accidentally killed 
Oscar concocts a story with Frankie's peace-loving brother Lenny, Jack Black, that it was he who murdered the shark. Suddenly hailed Shark Slayer by his aquatic brethren, Oscar has bigger fish to fry when Frankie's father, mob boss Don Lito, played by Robert De Niro, correct? Okay, dispatches his henchmen to track down his son's killer. So, Jared, do you know what the big song like? They they like to throw songs in DreamWorks movies. Sure. Do you know what the big song that they used for this one? No. At the car wash. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. At the car wash. And Jared, just a reminder, these are fish. Uh-huh. They yep. are underwater. Correct. Very ocean-themed episode we have here so far. Oh, my God. What do you think the Rotten Tomato score of Shark Tale is? See, I actually like DreamWorks movies. Most DreamWorks movies are okay. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with an audience score of 52 and a critic score of 31. That is shockingly close. Yes, it is an audience score of 47. So you're like four points off, and a critic score of 35. Jared, you nailed it. I feel good about this. <laughs> this is that era of 3D animation that was just fucking hideous it's to look pre- at. It's like, pretty ugly. Look at this picture of Will Fish Fishman. <laughs> Will Fishman. Will I meant to say Will Smith the fish. <laughs> and I said Will Fish. It's it lives in the uncanny valley of it's so close to not I don't so even you know. You know what the uncanny it. valley is? I do. But like the face is like almost human face. Yes. But it's not Uncanny Valley would be more closely aligned to oh, what's the the horrid 3D animation Polar Express. Oh yeah, that Pol- movie creeps me out. It it's scary. <laughs> it's not supposed to be scary, it's but not. It, but it's scary. <laughs> but it is a horror movie. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just it gives me the the heebie-jeebies. All right, onto the episode. Okay, but f- but first, uh, the world's end is what that movie was called. Oh, okay. From you were, Edgar Wright. You were basically right. Yeah. All right. Sometimes. Sometimes Stephen is basically oh, right. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean is at World's End. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, real quick. Before we get into the episode <laughs> itself, I anyway, want to Stephen season. breathes in. Jared must speak again. Correct. You're not allowed to talk. Uh, <laughs> except I'm going to ask you a question. Cool. Vibe check on the season. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, but I know what's going to happen. Fair. I kind of love this season okay i've turned around from the last two episodes and ironically the same things that i was like eh about it are the things i now kind of love i've been comparing it a lot to amazon and for very obvious reasons right but i think the closer comparison is borneo all stars was full of celebrities they were people that were already celebrities mm-hmm. pearl islands had a handful of characters that really wanted to be celebrities or were big big celebrity-esque personalities. These just feel like some dudes. <laughs> some like, dudes, some bros. Everyone, including the women, they all just feel they all feel like they're just a bunch of dudes. Like they're just people, except for the girl who goes home this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and yes and no. I think there's an interesting dynamic on the the Yasser tribe. And we don't really touch on it. This is the first episode where we're like, hey, Twyla's kind of one of the dudes, and she likes being around dudes and communicates best with 
dudes. Yep. So what are we going to do here in this scenario with all ladies? Yeah, and I, I actually am excited to see where that goes. And I, we're going to talk about that when we get to the tribal council section because I fucking loved it. Okay. I I loved that conversation. It was so wholesome. So wholesome? Yeah. Wholesome. The the tribal council one? Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. I don't know that I agree with wholesome. I but... think I can convince you. All right. But, yes, I there is so much of this season that feels off and kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Even Jeff. Even Jeff feels like he's like, I don't really know what we're doing here. But I'm kind of digging it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I am excited to see where your expectations fall in all of this because, like you said before, we don't really know what's about to happen. Like, there's – we haven't got a whole lot of backstory on these people. Yeah. We are still trying to figure out who fits in where. And by the end of this episode – we kind of know for the guys, but we don't really know for the ladies. Yeah, I feel like we kind of do for okay. the ladies. But yes, I also think that the editing this season has been pretty poor. And that might be part of the reason why I was feeling not as good on the season in the first two episodes. Heard. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's get into the episode. Episode three, double trial, double trouble. Double what? <laughs> Never back down. No, what? You said <laughs> double trial. I did. Double trial, double trouble. Oh, I thought it was double tribal. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're going to trial? Hold up. You I know Eliza's a pre-law student, but yeah, all right. I think you're right. Anyway, <laughs> we're having a double tribal. We we open the episode, and Eliza's explaining. Wait, wait, wait. Let me explain. I did what I had to do to stay in this game, and all the young girls kind of blow up around this. I never heard Eliza say that, hey, Dolly had me next on the list. She kind of talks about it, like, generically, like, I did what I had to do to stay in the game. Mm -hmm. But I never heard her be like, yo, I was next on her list. She kind of says in the moment that, like, hey, she wasn't giving me good, like, good answers or definitive answers. She was pretty wishy-washy. And she wouldn't tell me that I was safe, so I didn't feel safe with her. Yep. And Eliza's right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Eliza is a star in the making. I have already chalked her spot up in Heroes vs. Villains. Oh, okay. She's going to be a villain. (laughs) They found their new Jerry McEnany. Ooh. McEnany? I don't remember how to say her last name. Just keep coming up with random M names. They're, They're Jerry McKenna. Jerry Magazine. Why not? Okay. So. <laughs> and yeah, the the whole blow up by the young girls. Why didn't you tell us you were going to vote out our friend? It's fucking stupid. Like, like, I understand why they'd feel betrayed. I understand why they'd feel worried. It, But no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you I'm betraying you. <laughs> why would I do that? Yeah. Let me just explain here before we go to tribal council in a situation where everything is still pretty fluid that. I'm voting one of you out. That you could all turn on me and decide to get rid of me, actually. Correct. Yeah, no, thank you. No, we're not doing it. I'm going to do the thing that, I mean, Dolly is doing currently, and (laughs) it gets her voted out. In a game full of people that can't shut the fuck up, be an Eliza. (laughs) (laughs) 
I who also can't shut the fuck up, but at least she keeps some information close to her. Chest. I was gonna say this episode does not do that any justice. <laughs> so yeah, the the ladies kind of blow up there. We flip over to Lapevi where they're building the shelter, and everyone's building. Lee looks up. And he's like, "Where did Rory go? Where what what is he doing? He's out collecting fruit. He's just taking a stroll, taking a sweet time." I two things. Worry about the lazy black man at it. Okay. We've Ga- been there before. Because gathering food is not an unimportant job. Mm-hmm. And this whole this whole fight, this whole blow up is so stupid. If you want, they're talking about like this presumptive work schedule that everyone's just kind of supposed to follow. But they haven't made one. <laughs> Assign people tasks if you really like want to have a structured schedule and feel like not everyone's pulling their own weight. What are, what are we doing? Just like making one up in our heads that everyone has to follow without actually sharing that information with them. But I know what it's supposed to be, Jared. Why don't you know what it is? And we've seen versions of this fight so many times. Yes. It's always frustrating because it's like, sure, yeah, let's have the entire tribe work on shelter. And then when it's time to eat, nobody has any food. It's kind of inherent to Survivor at this point. Yeah. That somebody has to. Yeah. Somebody has to have this fight, right? And I mean, like, there are conversations to be had of, like, people not pulling their weight in camp. I get it. That'd be annoying as hell. I mean, we've all had roommates. Like, <laughs> imagine if you needed your roommate to do the dishes or you would starve. Like, oh. yeah, like, I get it. Do you ever have a roommate where the the dishes just like pile up in the sink and you're like, hey, please help me, dear God. I need to use the dishes. Or are you that roommate? Uh, Oh, no. Sometimes was that roommate. I did my best. I I did okay. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things about living alone, actually, is like when I make a mess, I don't have to worry about when I have to clean it up. Like if I don't have time right in that moment or for like a couple days, it's not bothering anybody else. A couple days? Well, like if I'm... I'm not talking about like a huge mess, but like if I have dishes in the sink and I'm going to be oot in a boot for a couple days. Thank you. I might not take care of it. And it doesn't, I live alone, so it doesn't bother anybody. That's fair. You, you live alone. I have no reason to get mad at this. I didn't do that when I lived with people to the best of my, to the best extent I could. <laughs> anyway, Lee and Rory kind of hash it out and they look like they're at odds. And this is kind of the men's plot line for the entire episode of. Well, Lee, you're so frustrated with Rory, can we just take him out? I'm surprised they didn't. Really? Yes. Okay. T- tell me why. I don't know. It just feels like the older men, I think, are maybe playing a simple strategic game. But they're playing with a little more strategy than I think I gave them credit for in the first two episodes. Because, like, it'd be a bad strategic move to get rid of Rory. Kind of. I also think that, like, if you're fighting with him all the time, can you really rely on his vote once? But you want to give yourself more than a one, like, one vote margin with the younger guys? Okay. I also want to pull back something I said previously, which was, like, the men are voting out their strongest member. That's fucking stupid. Actually, it's not stupid. Okay. It would be stupid in any other season that is an Amazon. But if we're doing Battle of the Sexes, your challenges are not going to be purely strength-based. Ergo challenge beast doesn't mean the same thing. So, like, your strongest, biggest guy won't necessarily be the one who's good at the challenges. Sure. I I, I see what you're saying, and I agree that you have to think of it from a different perspective, yeah. that if they're going solely on 
strength-based challenges, then that's not this season. Yeah. It is a little dumb to be playing for the merge right away and ostracizing people in your tribe that might make the merge. It's a little early for that, yeah. But I do, the thought process, I need to give more credit to. Okay, cool. Then after that kind of hash out, we flip back over to Yasser where we have another blow up about work. So Mia's like, hey, let's do some work. And oh, go on. It feels like Mia came on audition or came on Survivor to audition for other reality shows. Almost like a soap opera. Yes. Because <laughs> she's she's got that eye roll down, man. That We saw a lot of it this episode. Yeah. She's the only one that I'm like, oh, you were trying to be a celebrity off of this season. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, she's like, hey, let's do some work. And Julie, from the hammocks, is like, well, yeah, but we want to avoid people getting upset. So let's let's be rotating like our work schedule and like some people working, some people not. And Mia takes that as, how, how are people complaining? We're doing everything. That felt like Julie was setting her up. Like they talked about it. Like they were... Okay, I want to I want to manufacture some drama here. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's um, set up this conversation within within your shots of of Twyla of Twyla. Yeah, we're we're over here building a tea while Twyla's sitting waiting, and then she takes aim with a baseball bat and is like, "Hey, thank you for that. Let me take it and run." I didn't understand what you meant at first about building a tea. Like mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, the tea is hot," but I like that analogy. Thank you. That's a good one. <laughs> And so Twyla's just sitting there. I don't know what she's working on. She's doing something. And she's like, now wait a minute here. Let's calm this down. And Mia's like, you played it up last night. It was the card you were playing, and you were making a big deal out of it. And Twyla's like, well, no. No, I, she wasn't. I. That's not what I said. I said that some people are working harder than others, but everyone's working. And I agree. That's not what Twyla said. Yeah, I also agree. <laughs> it feel like Mia saw the Kimmy fight in Survivor Australia and went, "I'm gonna do that." Let me wag a finger here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wag a finger. <laughs> and then we end with everyone's favorite, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> that word's getting thrown a lot around a lot. Correct in the women's tribe. Mm-hmm. Eliza says it in the in the next time on in this episode. Do you notice that? And this isn't like a a commentary on anything this is just an observation that when we split up on sex lines that you get that kind of word thrown around a lot more yeah i mean i I, the from what i understand not a woman uh that load is that word is incredibly loaded for women to call each other absolutely so it is yeah so it's a little bit of the a little bit of the trump card yeah now why it doesn't happen in in mixed sex gender tribes it, i it, i it as does, often just at a, at a lesser clip yeah fair yeah so then we were like okay the the situation is done we've we've all said what we had to say and then it comes back baby keeps going i'll whoop your scrawny bitch's ass i don't care i'm not here to make friends jesus christ this keeps going oh man so then it just none of it felt genuine like i felt like mia was putting on a performance I mean, yeah. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So, so then they're like, okay, we're going to go our separate ways. We're going to figure this out. Like, hey, Eliza, what are you, what's going on with you? I'm I'm, I'm with you, young girls. I'm not in an alliance. Like, I just didn't like Dolly. I just didn't like Dolly. Yeah. I didn't feel safe. Like, hey, just 
Let me... Give me another chance, I swear. And then <laughs> Mia, being Mia, is like, Eliza, don't switch. We're voting this way. Don't switch. So there's... I'm going to set that up for later. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Don't do it. We can't have a switcher. And then Lisa's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with this. I'm in on this. But I have a backup plan. I did write down. I was like, what is her backup plan? Mm. But then we see her backup and plan. And we see her backup plan. I was like, what could her backup plan possibly be? Yeah. But this is all happening while they're trying to go get the tree mail. And at tree mail, we get a note that says, hey, it's an immunity challenge. And all the ladies are pissed because they just got back from tribal last night. Yeah. Two days in a row, this early in the game. And this is, is this the first season since Australia with 18 people instead of 16? I don't know. I don't even I, know if I, Australia had 18, I but I, they filmed for longer, so I'm imagining they did. Mm-hmm. That explains why we're doing a double tribal. Yes. Sometimes this is a dumb they, idea. Oh, why? Okay. We already have the problem in early seasons of Survivor of trying to get to know 16 people. Mm-hmm. People are going to fall through the cracks. People's time on the show are going to be wasted, frankly people that should be around longer are gonna go home early sometimes so let's just add two more people to make that more common at least in two tribes maybe in three it's fine okay because then you have like six you have six people in each tribe that's fine but for two tribes that's too many people i guess all stars had 18 didn't it it did yeah because it was three tribes of six yes so you kind of hit on why i think that 18 exists here because of what we just witnessed on All-Stars, in that they need some built-in buffer, they're guaranteeing to CBS, hey, this is how many episodes we have. And after last season, where we had some cut short, we're like, okay, let's have the buffer in. If we need to combine some, we can. Oh, you mean like because people went home? Yes. People went home, people quit. quit. Yeah, people quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Oh. And, like, I don't know, maybe things changed or they were told, hey, this is how many episodes you get. And they're like, oh, that's less than what we thought. Yeah, see, I thought it was just they wanted to try something new because they're kind of throwing shit at the wall. Mm -hmm. That could be, too. No, but everything you said makes a lot of sense. It could be a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we get to the challenge and Jeff's like, hey, it's a reward and it's immunity. So, Jeff feels like he doesn't care. <laughs> like, I just, he doesn't, there is no passion in this season from him so far. He he does look a little burnt out, doesn't he? Yeah, and he looks like he's being told that he has to do this particular challenge at gunpoint. <laughs> like, just off screen is Mark Burnett with a shotgun pointed at him. <laughs> Tell him the rules, Jeff. Tell him the rules. So, you're going to separate tribal councils, both tribes are going to separate tribal councils but one is going first and one one person is going home from each tribe but also if you win the first section of this challenge you get to compete for an individual immunity in the second section okay there's a lot going on yeah i didn't really care for it oh okay side note as we get the ladies walking in, when the guys are like, who's gone? I don't know who's gone. <laughs> Who, uh, Barbie's gone. Barbie's gone, <laughs> correct. And I was like, I wrote that out too. I was like, yeah, that tracks. That's pretty good, yep. 
So we're playing a get out of the cage game. You have three caged walls. The first one has knots. The second one, you use grappling hooks to reel in keys. And the third one is a pole puzzle that you need to release certain poles to get out. I like the I like this challenge. I like the concept. I needed a switch around. Yeah, I I think part of the problem is they don't it, these aren't two full length challenges. No. These are two half challenges. Correct. Which eh. which is fine. It makes sense for what they're trying to do, but that means that the the first section feels truncated like, "Oh, okay, there there wasn't much there." And then suddenly, oh, now we have to catch back up and do a second section, yeah. which just really doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. But I think the third wall should have been second. Switch, switch the second and third wall. Because clearly, the reaching for the keys with the grappling hook was the hardest section. Yes. The last section that actually was was the pull maze puzzle. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was nothing. It was so easy. It was just untying more knots. Yep. So... I don't know. You could have came up with a better way to do that. Agreed. Yeah, because once you're the first one through with the grappling hooks, you've already won. Mm-hmm. Takeaways from this. The the guys get through the first wall pretty quickly. The women catch back up at the, the grappling hooks. And then the men lose a hook. That was hilarious. That was really funny. <laughs> it's so relatable of, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, I release. Oh, shit. <laughs> there it goes. Um, and I feel like we're, we were watching Jeff try to figure out what to do and say in real time. Like, uh-huh. do I give it back to them? Nope, you nope. do not. But what if that was their only grappling hook? Like, what if they lost the second one? That's probably what's going through his head. Yeah, then you probably have to... I, I would hope they would establish that beforehand, but I'm sure they didn't. You can't plan for every single thing. You can't. You probably should have just tied off the grappling hooks. Yeah... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the guys figure it out because Scout is like super lackadaisical throwing her her hook and everyone's like pissed. Scout so- needs to stop doing challenges. I know she can't. Stop. <laughs> but like, why is she taking the lead on two challenges in a row now? That was my question is why is she throwing? Yep. We have other people who are younger and more athletic, so why is she up there taking the reins? Because she can, and nobody can tell her no, because she's the leader. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's real boomer girl boss energy. Uh, so I will do it, and I will be bad at it. Anyway, the guys win. Guys win the first section, and they get to go on to a second section. And it's really funny to me that the ladies were just, like, sitting on a mat watching this. Yeah! Go home! It, Send them home. It felt, I don't, it felt elementary schoolish. Agreed. Like, All right, now you sit there and watch while the big boys play. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I know that it's 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 totally fair. Like they compete in a challenge, all mm-hmm. of that. But this is now the second time the women had to sit and watch the men compete. Yes. Like including the the ritual on the island. Yes. I that wouldn't be very fun for me. <laughs> I'd be pretty mad about that personally. I agree. So yeah, we we do the second section, which is build the ladder, this ladder puzzle that keeps showing up in different ways, and the all the rungs are buried in a little alley of sand. Some people do really well, some people don't. I think this whole challenge is edited super weirdly. It is. It's hard to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, and they also have like weird Dutch angles where they're like doing like up shots of people of like Jeff talking. 
and it feels like they're trying to film like a French independent movie <laughs> while filming Survivor. It does seem like they struggled because of all of the everything that was going on to get close camera angles because you have, what, eight lanes all next to each other with no gap between, so you can't yeah. get in their face. That's true. Hmm. Oops. It's the little things like that. It is the little things. So Chad is kind of the front runner in this. He gets most of the puzzle pieces first. Young John also was pretty quick on this. And Chad gets all the puzzle pieces, starts putting it together. John gets to the end. And the reason that Chad doesn't win is one of his puzzle pieces was in the wrong place. Yep. Yep. I could not pick Chad or John out of the lineup. <laughs> they have been given given zero camera time. I mean, you could pick Chad out of the lineup as long as it's waist down. Oh, okay. See, I keep thinking, who's the other younger guy then? It's John, Brady, and... JP. JP. I was thinking of JP. Yep. yep, uh, yep. Other John. Yeah, okay. Yep. The Johns... I mean, they're literally just Johns. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> they're just Ken. I don't have to refer to it after this episode, but J John P is JP and John is young John. One first name per season. I agree. It's not that hard. I agree. Except for all-star seasons where I'm like, okay, I get Fine. it. But even still, we've learned more about these people. We have some sort of, ah, this is my image of them in my head. I can... Go ahead and go with that. Steven, I thought John and JP were the same person <laughs> until now. Until one got voted out and one won immunity? Yes. <laughs> Legitimately, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, so young John wins immunity, and was then, we then we come back down. We're like, all right, here's your immunity. Also, another twist. You're going to go to tribal council with the ladies. Sorry, no, you're not. You're going to go to camp with the ladies, learn about them, and then you're going to give one of them your immunity necklace after you guys go to tribal. It's a little convoluted, but I understand yeah. the process, that, what they're going for. Yes. And so they do. They take him away. They go straight to the ladies' camp. And John's methods. So my initial instinct <laughs> was that this is pretty dumb. Like this is pretty cute. Uh-huh. Like or too cute. It's like you're you're trying to you're trying too hard. Actually, I kind of like it. Jared coming back around on this? I am. Okay. So originally I was like, why are you splitting them up like this? Mm-hmm. Now the only reason I think that this is a bad move for John is because he's in the minority of his tribe. Yes. That is the one glaring problem with this. You have hinted at the big red flag that I was going to drag out here. Yeah. Of, hey, you have an opportunity to make alliances with people. And if you were at the top position and you're like, hey, everything's cool, then great. You could piss off whoever you want from the other tribes. Yes. But you're not. He didn't piss any. The The thing I will say is he got this is this. This reward of giving, getting to give away your immunity to the, uh, someone on the other tribe could very easily be a punishment. Like, it is a trap. And you could, before you know anything about them, more than, like, a day, mm-hmm. before you've merged, you could piss off everyone from that tribe that will merge, depending on how the thing, depending on how, um, how the game falls from there on out. Yeah. That you cannot predict. If his goal 
which it shouldn't have been, was to go in and destroy the women's tribe. <laughs> he plays this very well. And and I think it was. I Yes. But then I do have, I did not consider what I was going to give him these accolades. But you're also next on the chopping block. Correct. <laughs> on your own tribe. That does seem like it's a problem, doesn't it? I guess his thought process is getting more credit from the guys to be like, hey, look, here's what I did. And they all, they're all like, dude, that's genius. Like, they loved his plan when they get to tribal. Mm-hmm. Is that enough to keep him around? I don't know. They also seem very shocked at tribal that things didn't go their way. And I'm like, was there conversation before that were like, ah, this is a slam dunk. Rory's going home. They must have thought that as well. Like, wow. I don't know. It's it's a lot. So what they the really the young men on this season are just uh, what's the Ben Affleck movie where they have a gasoline fight? The Ben Affleck, Ben Stiller movie? That's what I meant. Zoolander. Zoolander. They're all just Zoolander. <laughs> all the young men on this season are Zoolander. Who knows when our lives are going to be cut short by a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> I love that stupid. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway, John's whole poi here is he's like, all right, ladies, do, who voted for Dolly? You all come this way. Let's talk. And the whole time, who was it? Someone... Oh, Eliza is like, oh, I'm going to tell you how, how it is. Like, Eliza just sets herself on fire. Eliza tries to distance herself from this group, but also has to say everything. Hey, hey, Eliza. Hey, Eliza, come in close. Yeah. I'm, I'm Eliza in this scenario. So only go ahead. the people that are in that group can hear you. <laughs> Why are you distancing yourself from them? Right then and there. It's really funny, too, because the other group of ladies is watching and being like, oh, Isaac can't stop talking. What is going on here? Yeah. It's really funny. Even they're like, wow, she should really shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, like, last episode, accolades for Eliza. Didn't give information away about Dolly. This episode just runs it all back. Mm -hmm. So then he pulls aside the ladies at the bottom and the ladies are like, hey, just don't give it to Twyla or Eliza. And, like, I just, just, that's the only ones I, I don't want you to do. And what do you know? In comes sauntering Eliza again to keep talking. She's <laughs> like, girl, you made your point. Please stop. Girly pop, what are we doing? Uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. All of it's funny. And they're, they're talking, I believe it's Mia's, like, I want Scout. And, Scout's like, ah, or sorry, Lisa's like, I, I don't, I don't really want Scout. I think we can get someone better. I don't know. It's, it's a mess. It's all a mess. Oh, and he throws their tribe into utter disarray. Correct. So if that was your goal, it worked. Yeah. Good for him. And like I said, I think he left without any of the women. He didn't burn any bridges. I don't know about that. I feel like he, after doing that, became a little less trustworthy if you're coming in and immediately trying to grind some gears. Yeah, I mean, I the way that he presented it was the smartest way diplomatically to be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm not gonna give this to either target because I don't want to pick a side and y'all need to figure your shit out. Like mm-hmm. that's basically what he says, like you guys need to figure your shit out. What he did do that was I think the best move is come back to tribal and be like, hey, I they're a mess and I found out who's aligned with who. Mm-hmm. Which is great, and everyone celebrated him. Will that matter? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. But I I think he's left the door open to working with any 
any woman on that tribe in the future. Mm -hmm. Except for, well, no, I was going to say except for Mia, but like Mia goes home. So yeah, literally any of them. Yeah. Over on the guy's side, JP is lamenting that he needed the immunity the most. Also Brady. So he's he's sitting there and he's like, yeah. okay, let me let me push this and goes to Lee. He's like, take out take out Rory. You obviously don't trust him. Just take him out. I'll I'll help you. Yeah. And so Lee gets this in his head and Lee goes to Chris. He's like, I, I don't know. I have a bad feeling about someone in our group. Who could it be? This is the second time he's done this. Like, dude, you're not. He's not here. Just just say it. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Well. <laughs> Then again, we could say that, but then remember Rupert and Jenna last season? <laughs> you have like, a point. Boston Rob is going to win. We should vote out Boston Rob. Uh-huh. And then what happened? <laughs> they did not do that. They didn't do it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to update my winner pick because that's cheating. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll give you a chance to later. Yeah. I'm starting to think it might be Chris. Okay. Why? He's really smart. Okay. And he's getting the edit of, like, he's he's a little more subdued, but he's been in danger because he's bad at the challenges. Mm. He's the voice of reason for these people. We like a good voice of reason. Yeah, I think it could be him. Now, is he going to have the guts to, like, pull the trigger, though? Does he need to? Like, I could see him having a very, a very Sandra-esque game. Okay. At some point, you need to pull the trigger. Or anybody but me, baby. That is that is a valid strategy. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he, Chris is sitting there like, "Hey, don't like we're we're fine. We have we have five. We're good. We're in a good spot. Now is not the time to be shaking things up." And I kind of agree because you vote out Rory, you're down a four three split. Mm-hmm. Mm, they're gonna start pulling. They're gonna start trying real hard to pull somebody. <sighs> you get rid of JP. You get rid of Rory. Next tribal. They. Then you still have a two-person lead. I see what you're saying. So, yeah, that happens. And then we go to Tribal. Tribal 1. This is the guys. And JP is talking about Sarge. And Sarge is much more personable than uh, people might give him credit for. You might look at him as a big, dumb uh, sergeant. He's a walking T-bone steak. <laughs> I, part of me wants you to explain, but part of me wants to just keep moving. Yeah, I'm not, really I'm not, I'm not going to explain it. All right. Cool. <laughs> And then we we give John his his credit for figuring out the alliances. I don't know anything else you want to pull from this tribal. It's it's pretty. We breeze right through it. No, yeah, the guys is is pretty easy. I will say we have been getting very little of the actual workings of the older guys alliance because mm-hmm. like JP calls himself Dead Man Walking as a joke and like gets all the votes, but we never once hear discussion about it. Hell, maybe they haven't talked about it since day one. Maybe they literally sat down day one and went, okay, cool. This guy, then this guy, then this guy. Cool. Great. We'll never speak again. <laughs> I feel like it was more an editing choice Probably. to leave out who they want out because it it seems clear and obvious to everyone except for Us. the audience. Yeah, which is weird too because they're like usually they'll give you two options. Oh, it's Rory or it's JP. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the show is trying to go, it's Rory. It's Rory. I swear. Guys, don't worry. It's Rory. Ah, it's JP. <laughs> it's Chris. No, it's not Chris. Very much not yeah. Chris. Sa- same as episode one. Yeah, so we vote. JP is voted out. Lee held strong with the old guys. And that's it. No more JP. Yeah. I mean, this is... So how would he do it in a future season? Absolutely. Um, not 
not this bad. Once again, you're the big strong guy on a sex divided season. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry you drew the short straw, my guy. We don't really get to see much of him. He actually kind of reminds me of Rhino. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He does seem like he would be an interesting player for us to sit and watch more of. Yeah. But he doesn't get the chance because yeah. people are like, yeah, you're a threat. Which also I'm sitting there like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's kind of a threat. I mean, he's very charismatic. He's good looking. He's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, It doesn't really seem from what we see like he has great like social chops but maybe that's just because he was running his head into a brick wall of the very stubborn old guys for the whole days he was out there Mm. who's to say but i yeah so so definitely not this bad but it's really hard to prognosticate like how early people try to get rid of him because of the merge because he is pretty good at the challenges and or at least i think he would be yeah okay well he does not come back he he is done but he does have an interesting life after because he, he does a few more shows. He is on the show. Well, he makes an appearance on Dr. Phil. I don't know what, but he makes an appearance. Maybe it's like the next day, like contestants after they're voted off, like come mm-hmm. on and do a talk show. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then he goes on to do another reality competition show. Have you heard of the show called Solitary? No. I... I wish there was more solitary, but I understand why there's not. Is it literally literally solitary confinement? It's literally solitary confinement. Yikes. So contestants show up. They're put in what they call a pod, and you sit in a pod, and you your goal is to stay longer than anyone else in solitary confinement. And okay. they, they have challenges. They do things to like, okay, if you have to hold this position longer than any other person, and if you're the first person to quit – you are eliminated from the game and you Whoa. must leave the pod. It's a very interesting social dynamic and I I would like to see more of it, but it was also on a channel called Fox Reality. Okay. So that tells you all I need to know. That tells you what you need to know in that it it died with Fox Reality. But I would I would recommend it. Go watch one season of Solitary. I, I used to watch it on YouTube when they were like, ah, yes, Fox Reality is dead. What do we do with all this show? Long live Fox Reality <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. Also worked as an actor in Soup of the Day and Charlie Cobb's Flash Bash. I'm writing them down. Flash Bash. <laughs> I think Soup of the Day, is that the soup? Like, did it transition into soup? I don't know. Flash Dash? Fla- that's what it says, yeah. Soup of the Day was a loosely scripted 2006 web series. Okay, so no, it is not the soup. Charlie Cobb's Flash Bash. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that happens. We go to a second tribal council. And it's so funny to me seeing this intro with John kind of looming over the fire. (laughs) Because you expect that of Jeff, but seeing a second body of him just, like, standing there. He's also, like... (laughs) He's like this little like fratty punk. Like, he's like the least imposing person that could be standing there. Yeah. With like, I don't know if he was wearing it, but like in my mind, he has a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> and like, I know he didn't have this, but like a skateboard. <laughs> and then he skateboards away. He gives the immunity necklace and saying, he said this to the ladies, right? He's like, I'm giving this to the person who isn't 
Yeah, in I'm giving it to danger. Amy because Jeff asked, like, why are you giving it to Amy? And he's like, because yeah. she's not in danger. I feel like she's the person that's in the least amount of danger, which also you did kind of put a target on her back there, bud. Yeah, that's the part where I'm like, I don't think you played that super well. You have to give it to somebody, and you, you have to give a reason. You do. I don't know. You could make up a bullshit reason. That's true. Anyway, yeah. he The weird, like, walk behind and put it over her head like she's Miss America seems weird. It's, it's funny because Jeff does it all the time. But it doesn't look weird when Jeff does it. But people, like, people submit to that. Also, they, people are standing. Yeah, people walk over, turn around, and Jeff puts it on their head. That's true. This is He's walking behind them and, like, doing the holding the crown above their head and then placing it around the neck. For people that don't, that aren't in the, like, TV film industry or haven't been adjacent to it or anything like that, this kind of thing is where somebody didn't think of the blocking of it at a time. <laughs> Correct. They just went with it and just did whatever like you can tell yes what you were saying like jeff they come to jeff like they have their mark to stand on mm-hmm. where the camera's in the right spot and jeff mm-hmm. it's very ceremonial this was like oh shit yeah we i guess we have to give her the necklace huh how do we do that well yeah it's all awkward uh mia looks like josh dobbs explain no she looks like Josh Dobbs, the Vikings' current quarterback. Are you saying that because she's wearing a a bandana or a buff like on her hair? That doesn't help. To the point that it's covering most of it except for the scalp? That doesn't help, for <laughs> sure. But like facial structure-wise. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and look because that's not something that I was thinking of. <laughs> Weird. So then we, he, John skateboards away, and <laughs> Cannon. We're we're then left to the ladies, and we just kind of continue to hash out things that we did at camp. Scouts like, hey, yeah, I think Mia took the vote hard last night. And Mia immediately chimes in. It wasn't about the vote. It wasn't about the vote. It's what she's what Twyla said. Mia just starts swinging. Yeah, and then Twyla's like, no, she was offended about what I said at tribal, and like. I don't know. It's it's all messy. And we then pile on Twyla. Julie says, Twyla is a building relationships. Why would I want to try with people who roll their eyes at me and already don't like me and don't want to talk to me? And they're like, well, you, I, you're not communicating with us. You're giving us one-word answers. And Twyla's like, well, that's just who I am. And I I don't know. I, I guess because of this, I communicate better with men than I do with ladies. Okay, so now I'm going to explain to you why this conversation okay. is so important and so wholesome. Sure. Unless I'm mistaken, Twyla and Amy are the two queer contestants on that tribe. I think you are mistaken. I believe Scout is the other queer contestant. Twyla and Scout? No. Scout and Amy. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, that's that- why I thought – because I – like, I was reading a lot of – I mean, it's still wholesome. It does take away a little bit of, in my opinion, which I'll explain more of in it, of, like, I thought this was, like, a conversation with the two of them. Like, hey, there's more than one way to be queer. Like, just because you are – like, you have put yourself in this in this type of social norm of, like, I'm one of the guys doesn't mean we can't do, like – girly things for you that you can't embrace your own femininity and all of that regardless of of twilight's twilight amy's sexuality then the the actual like i'll french braid your hair like i like helping her can connect with that softer side of herself right there at a moment where she could be going home is 
really nice. And isn't is Amy one of the younger girls? I can't remember. She's kind of in the middle, but there. she she hangs out with Twyla and Scout, right? She's in their alliance. Yes. Okay, so never mind. Um, it doesn't go across alliance lines, but it, I don't know. It's just. It would be really easy for the, and especially in a game of numbers, to just let her dig her own grave. And instead, Amy's like, let me help you. Trust me. Be vulnerable with me. Mm-hmm. It's I, nice. I see what you're saying. Yeah. People are trying to reach out. People are trying to break this. We've split down this line. Hey, let's, let's I don't know, let's be civil together. Let's Let's throw all this out. Mia doesn't seem to be on and board with that. That's probably part of the reason Mia goes home. Eh, yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about from this tribal? Um, oh, I did I did lead you astray a little bit. Amy did vote against Mia here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Amy, Leanne, Scout, Twyla, okay, and yeah. Lisa yes. is that other vote. Oh, I just want to say... Julia is so uncharismatic that she has gone around to being charismatic. <laughs> to, to tell me why? Every confessional with her, she is talking like this. <laughs> she has no inflection in her voice whatsoever, and she is whispering so quietly. <laughs> but it almost has like an Aubrey Plaza-esque effect. Oh, okay. Where it's so uncanny and weird that it's charming it is this whole season's so charming okay and like goofy and weird and camp (laughs) i i see what you're saying all right do you think that's gonna hold depends on i i have no way of knowing because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm worried slash excited about the twist they're going to continue to throw it this season it does feel like they're throwing in them uh twists at a, a fast clip here this feels like we're survivor back to the drawing board <laughs> survivor what else can we do yeah there's not a whole lot of information about about mia out there so mia does not come back i can tell you that much sure yeah yeah so what how do you think mia does in future survivor terrible awful she didn't come on Survivor to play Survivor, in my opinion. She came on Survivor to make E! News and start a fight. Like, I I did not believe that she was aggrieved. She could just be another Bostonian, like, picking fights every step of the way. I guess. Like, everyone, every other fight I've seen in the show feels genuine. Mm. This one feels like she just wanted to fight someone. I just want to fight, man. And that mindset... Like, I, I just don't, I don't see how she could ever do well. Okay. Like, I think she's always, like, a first, like, three vote. I'm there with you. Yeah. It it seems like she is rubbing people the wrong way. Yeah. And I, I did write down, I was like, why did they show Eliza's vote? Like, now we know it's going to be a 4-4. Genius. Mm-hmm. Fucking genius. Mm-hmm. That's that's the setup from before, is we're setting up that, all right, Eliza has the potential to flip, and Eliza doesn't. Eliza goes with the young ladies, but then Lisa flips and goes with the older ladies. I said Julie. I don't think there is a Julie in this season. I think I there's, meant Lisa. There's a Julie. There's a Ju- okay, Julie's Ju- the one in the hammock who is, like, egging on. Oh, yes. Okay, Mia. I was right. Yeah, yeah. Julie's the, the really, like, Julie's the stoic one. Okay. Um, I also loved Scout's, like, vote. When she, or was it Scout? It was Scout. The vote when she votes her out, it's basically like get help. (laughs) 
What is it? Good luck finding a husband that will put up with you. Like, damn! Like, holy shit, Scout. That was unnecessary, but all right, here we go. Right? <laughs> I think that's why I didn't think Scout was one of the queer contestants. Was that was that line? Was that line? Yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Anything else? No, that second tribal popped off. Yeah, we we were a little muted before, and then suddenly, oh, hey, here comes the drama. Pro- oh, protagonist of the episode? Oh, yeah. It's Eliza. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. Well, I mean, and Eliza doesn't have to be. Really, frankly, Eliza shouldn't be. <laughs> Eliza makes herself the protagonist. That's interesting. That is interesting. If I was Lisa, and this doesn't happen because we see on the next time on, I would not tell anyone I switched my vote. I would just let Eliza burn herself. <laughs> let it, let her sit in that stew of like, oh, what do you know? Somebody flipped who we thought was gonna flip. We don't it just just because she's gonna be guys. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It, it no. It was and like if you just go why, well, okay, I, yeah. I we don't believe you. Like gaslight her into into getting voted out. That would be genius. Evil. I love it. Yes! It's an evil game! <laughs> you know what's not evil? The bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Jared, good to have you here again. Good to be in person. Yeah, that's true. Last that's time true. we weren't in person. I don't like recording remotely as that's much. That's fair. We, we don't get the back and forth banter as fast sometimes, and usually the quality isn't as good, so it it it's not something we like to do, but... Body language is harder to read. Yeah. yeah. But we do it anyway. And okay. We do what we have to do. Anything you'd like to promote? Oh, sorry, your Guy Scout. Yeah. Would do you, do you would, like this sec- segment? I'm gonna give it some time before <laughs> I say. <laughs> if you were to ask me right now, probably not, but let's let's keep rolling with it. Okay, fair enough. My my guy scout, the thing I'm proud of from this week in my show and tell segment, I guess, whatever whatever this is. I got pulled over for the first time in like 10 or 15 years. Oh. I, I had a headlight out, and I didn't say anything rude to the cop. Wow. I know. Good for you. A cab. <laughs> I'm just expecting the day where Jared says something snarky and it gets him into trouble. Yeah, I do a lot of fucking around. <laughs> well, we hope you don't find out. Same. Cool. I, I don't know. I I played in like, I, I was with family and I have young nephews and I was just like playing around with them. And sometimes it's, it's hard to toy that line of like, all right, it's just the three of us here. Your parents are not here to discipline you or to tell you the thing that you did sure. is not right. I was I was playing I was straddling that line pretty good of like hey I'm here to have fun with you guys but like stop being a jerk to your brother being a good uncle yeah good on you Stephen thank you uh, as far as promotion man the Scott Pilgrim anime is so good <laughs> I'm not as far as you are so I, I'm it's you were right Scott's not the main character correct he is not the protagonist of, the, <laughs> of that show it's a good show though it's incredible the only the only like negative mark i will give it is that it's a very star-studded cast mm-hmm. not all of them are voice actors i agree you can tell that there are people that they are great live action actors that do not have the same effect in voice and like the some of the voices like they're not all the same like sound quality like sometimes it feels like 
some people are on like higher quality setups than other people. That could be. Yeah. They they might have gone to them to record rather than like bring them all into a studio. Yeah, right. Who knows? What about you, Steven? <laughs> I don't really have anything to promote right now, so I'm I'm just going to Rate and review us. Yeah, sure. We can do that again. Rate and review us. Every season. I don't know. Just like, thanks, guys. I appreciate you hanging out with us through all of it. I know that our schedule is going to be a little weird for the next few weeks. I feel like every other month it's like, the schedule's weird again. Nah, we're we're pushing it. We're going to make it as well as we can. If we we have to skip an episode, we'll skip an episode. But I don't want to. I don't think we'll have to. Yeah. I'm kidding. Of the really stockpile before your tech week. <laughs> That's a good point. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. Get wrecked. Get trekked. Get shrekked. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> the, the holy trinity. <laughs>